going on? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Counting Me Out. It's your girl, JQ, sports personality and owner of JQ Sports PR. It's your boy, Spoonman, checking in. You know, I'm a basketball junkie, man. Before we start, I want to give a special shout out to Game Elite and Coach Dez. I hit up Coach Dez through DM. He's he's always responding to my messages. I said, Coach Dez, who should I invite onto the show to tell me their story? It wasn't even five minutes. He told me Peyton Marshall. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Peyton Marshall. Hey, thank y'all for having me. It's a blessing to be here. You sound really like chilled and relaxed right now. It's not going to be the first one, so I got to get used to it. Okay. okay. Are you comfortable name. behind the camera? Or are you like you nervous when the cameras come on? I'm a little nervous. I'll try not to show it, though. But I definitely got a little nervous about it. Well, you do a really good job. Because before the interview, I did watch a couple of your virtual interviews. You seem very poised, confident. And a lot of athletes, I know you can attest to this, are not very comfortable in front of the camera. Well, you know, it's just different. When, you, when you're on the court, it's a whole lot, you know, crowd is going, the yeah. noise is going crazy, mm-hmm. trying to worry about play calls and making baskets, scoring shots, so you don't worry about anything with basketball. Mm-hmm. In front of this camera here, a tad bit different. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Not as many people around, you know. Right. I ain't worried about you saying on the court as long as you're scoring the ball. Exactly. Well, before we start, before we get into the interview, we like to play this little game called Counting Me Out Fire Questions, okay? Right. So I'm going to need you to just pick one. I'm going to ask you two questions, and then Spoon over here is going to ask you two questions. That's All right, mine. you ready? That's mine. First question, would you rather eat sushi for a week or post a dancing TikTok video for a week? I'm allergic to seafood, so I have to go with the dancing. Oh, night. dang. You allergic to seafood? Nothing out the water. Not even crab legs? Nothing out the water. He said what he said. Don't oh, my answer. gosh. Say what he said, man. No seafood. No. Nah, <laughs> Nothing out the water, man. So no seafood at all? No. Nah. How did you find out that you, were aller- you was allergic to seafood? <laughs> <laughs> We ain't got to talk about nothing, though. You look y'all family, y'all. He's like, we're not going to discuss that right now. I ain't going to tell y'all who came with us, but we're going to blame her for sure. It was a a long day after school, and my mom was like, what you want to eat? And I said, pizza, but I had had pizza like almost two days in a row. She said, I'm tired of ordering pizza. I'm doing this and that. I was like, well, what y'all finna eat? Because she was already cooking. When I got there, she said, we finna, everybody else in the house, it was like me and my mom, my dad, and my sister. She was like, everybody else finna eat some shrimp or whatever, some shellfish. She was like, I was like, I, don't, I can't eat that. I don't want that. I can't eat that. She was like, you don't know what you can eat. You never tried it. Oh, oh she was setting you up, huh? Yeah, setting me up. So I was, it was like, she just said, here, try some. She put me some on a plate, and I got to eating it. It was good, but of course, like when you breaking out and stuff, you can't really like, Feel it yourself, and she had walked off, and I was eating. She came back, and eyes are swollen. Oh my goodness! Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Ever since then, I just stay away from. I can be around it though. Like I just can't and eat it myself. How long ago was that? Was that was that when you were a little kid? Were you older then? I was like six, seven. Oh, now, why would you think nah. he'll try a spoon? So you might grow out of stuff like that. Oh, nah, my when, when kids live, kids little, sometimes you might got ass, but can't breathe. Yeah. I, I don't think I've tried don't it since then. Nah. Don't do it. Don't do it. All right. My second question. Would you rather run suicides or doing mountain climbers for the entire practice? Suicides, because I don't know if it's Tom. If it's not Tom, then if it's Tom, then I'll probably do the mountain climbers, but. 
Suicide is easier for sure, cause suicide mountain climbers, yo, it's more than just running, yo. Core involved, your legs hurting, your arms, yeah. I'll take the suicides. Suicides too, then. What you got, Spoon? What you got, Spoon? Skittles or Starburst? Skittles. That fast. Yeah, that's easy. Not even a thing. Starburst, they get all stuck in your teeth and stuff. I used to have braces. But it's a, it's better. Like Starburst, they get like really up in your teeth and all. You gotta clean it out and stuff. Would you rather be Gatorade Player of the Year, no state championship, or average ten points on the state championship team? Well, for me now, I just won state, so it's kind of different. I don't want to sound like I'm about myself, but I I'll take the player. Of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no wrong with that, man. Yeah. Ain't no wrong with that. If I never won state, then I'd definitely take the state championship though. Since I want to stay, I'm. I try to take the Gatorade player here. Well, you know, in your situation, the caliber player you are, you can get that. Yeah, I'm definitely that's not, so. That's not too far out of reach for you. Not at all. You know, yeah. Ask for a reason, just to see what you would say. So now your priorities, you know, moving forward, you know what it takes to win a state championship. Right. You've yeah. Been there. I've been there. So now take it up a notch. Don't get that player here. Why not? Ain't no, ain't no reason not to. Go get it. Speaking of, you know, congratulations for Thank winning you. the state championship. Talk to us about that journey. Like, was that one of the main priorities for you and your team going into the season? Yes, it was. Definitely. Beginning of the season, like day one and the first day of summer, coach said, I know we're going to win games. I know we're going to get a lot of attention because of all the players we brought in and all of that. But he said, this don't mean – I can't say what he said exactly. But he said, all them wins and nothing don't mean nothing if if we're not holding the trophy at the end. So we all locked in. And that's what we came well, to now, do. What a lot of people don't understand about – the high school you go to, for those that don't know, he goes to Kell High School. Yeah. Scoop Henderson went to your high school and was supposed to be supposed to be there. A senior this year, correct? Or when y'all just won state? No, the year last year. Last year, my first year. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, man. So you were teammates with Scoop? No, I didn't get to play with him. You missed him. I missed it. I can't. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. How I you think that would have been? You think y'all have won state last year? Yeah, I definitely think we would have won state. Because yeah. <laughs> we was close, but we just. Yeah, we lost by like one point. We somebody like him would have definitely gave us that more, more than extra points. At least points. one yeah. point. Yes. Yeah, yeah one, one point. point. Yeah, for sure. He could have won. He would have gave three us three. Yeah, I would have won by two. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't even been a close game, man. But yeah. it is what it is. In terms of preparation for the state tournament, in terms of rehabbing your body, give us the process of you waking up early, still got to go to school, take care of the school aspect. Yeah. After school, got to get to practice, got to watch film. Give us a little backstory on how that works for you. So you talking about going into the state tournament or just Just period. Your period. whole process leading up to the state tournament. How do you prepare yourself to deal with basketball, to deal with school, to deal with training, all the other stuff all at the same time? Um, I'll go back to being a student athlete. So like, I feel like if that's what you want to do, then you got to take care of those things like school and all of that, especially taking care of your body and stuff. But really like... As far as like taking care of my body and stuff, it's a guy I work out with named Knock, and he do like a bunch of. It's more, we work out while you do it, but like the workouts that you do, it's kind of like you working out and recovering at the same time. So it's not like you just working out, beating your body up all week. You might do something where it help your knees out and relax them and make them feel better, or stuff like that. So it's just a small things like working out with him that kind of help me stay. Yeah, whatever you yeah. do to work, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you got a job done. I want to talk about because with. Y'all's generation, social media is huge, right? And, you know, when you're going through the recruiting process, there's a lot of pressure. You know, yeah. you got to 
uphold this image, you know, getting all these offers. You got to announce, oh, I just got my third offer, you know, from such and such school. Right. And I know when Spoon and I was coming up, social media wasn't as big, right? Uh So we technically, people would hear about us getting offers and things like that through word of mouth. Right. So with social media and you being um, still in high school, talk to us about the pressure um, if you had to experience any, talk talk to us about the pressure that you have experienced as a young student athlete. That's why, like offers and stuff. like Offers that? and social media. All right. Uh, well, so I was kind of like known in Atlanta for sports, and I was kind of good, and like people knew who I was a little bit. But it was they was kind of looking like because I didn't get my offers until like this year, and I knew kids that was getting them way before like tenth grade, early tenth grade. So they was looking at me like. Well, you playing good and you doing this and that, but you ain't got no offer. So, like, what's up with that? So, mm-hmm. I really ain't say too much about it because I, I feel like I was a person who believed in time. Like, mm-hmm. it'll happen when it's supposed to happen. Timing is so, everything. So, yeah, so I really didn't pay too much attention. I, I wanted them, trust me. I wanted to be the one to post it and say, I got this, I got that. But I wasn't, like, one of the ones beating myself up about it because, like, it's only two reasons why. Either you ain't did it or it's not time for you for it to happen. So, hmm I just, that's what I believe now. Did you do the whole social media thing? This is my top five, oh, X amount of offers received. When you when you made your decision, was it was it a process with mom? Definitely a process. I, I didn't, that was one thing they kind of told me not to do was the whole top five thing, though. But, yeah. yeah. They just said, you don't really got to, why you got to do all of that? Well, so what would you, what advice would you give to young student athletes right now that was in your situation where you didn't get your offers until what you said your junior year, sophomore year, to your sophomore year? No, sorry, yeah, junior year. Junior year. year. So sure. what what advice would you give to the to those athletes that haven't gotten those offers yet and they're putting in the work and they're doing everything they're supposed to be doing, but the offers aren't just coming their way? What would you What would you say to them? Stay focused and keep working. Don't give up at all. That's what I'm saying. There was a kid who reached out to me about that. I told him the same thing. Stay mm-hmm. focused. And if you believe that you can do it, it's going to happen because you can't look at what the next person got going and think that it's supposed to happen for you just because it's happening for them. Mm-hmm. Definitely tell them stay focused and just keep working out. JQ touched on it a little bit, man. With you guys' generation, like the social media platforms are such an intricate tool for you guys just to be involved with everything going on. How does it feel when you're in public around, especially around Kale, but I know I, you can't go nowhere. I know you, you're a superstar. Right? <laughs> I'm already going. You're a superstar. No paparazzi, please. Yeah, you're going to the grocery stores and, and they're like, man, that's Buddy from Cal. No, that's Big Payton. Man, I know who that is. How does that feel, man? You being, you being in the situation you're in now, not even really being able to because you know, you're still a kid yourself, so you don't even really understand how to, you know, how the whole thing works. To, to, but you're literally you're a rock star. All right. Nah, I definitely. It feel, it's kind of something you gotta adjust to, especially if you want what comes with the success and all that. Like, I really, I don't really, I don't, I don't let it bother me. I know some people. Man, I'm tired of people asking for a picture or something like that. But I just take the little picture and go on about my business. I don't really make a big deal about it. Yeah. yeah, that's fire, bro. I know it's, it's it's rare. I'm around people, you know, that that make me feel small. Right. And I told you, I don't watched you play <laughs> 10, 15 times on the court. You look, it's different. Yeah, it's different, bro. Like I know for me, I got asked a thousand times, man, how tall are you, man? 
do you play basketball? And, you know, when I was in high school, I got an air, we, we was real big on airbrush shirts. Don't lie, you had an airbrush shirt. No, I, I never had one of those. Oh those are so goodness. lame. No. Airbrush shirt, man, I went and got it made. <laughs> I am 6'9", so don't ask. Are you serious? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. If you take into consideration, man, for, for most people in with their own two eyes, I'm the tallest person they've ever seen. In real life, not on TV. On TV, right. it's different. On right. TV, it looks different. Right, person, right. I'm probably the tallest person. Different. Seven foot is different. Y'all about the same height, aren't you? JQ. What? How tall? How tall are you? What? I'm six nine. Okay, so you ain't too far from seven feet. <laughs> that's like saying that's like saying you go to the store and you thirty dollars short. Oh, come on, so. no, no, that is not as no, it's not. Three inches is a lot. That's I don't, lot. I, okay, okay, it's because you're five one. That's First of all, I'm not five one, I am five five with tennis shoes on. But look, so you talked about you know dealing with pressure and you know going through your recruiting process. Spoon just asked you, How did you, you know, uh, how were you able to handle that superstar, you know, superstardom? Next, well, your first year in college, you're going to start having those NIL opportunities come your way, right? right? Um, and we know how important that is for young athletes to build their name, image, and likeness. If you had to be a brand ambassador for two companies, what would it be once you get to college? Like, what are some of those favorite products or services you like to use that you would be, you know, in love and working I'm with? I'm saying that like talking. <laughs> You know you like Takis are nasty. They're disgusting. Takis, oh, you don't know more, but uh, <laughs> I can't really think of nothing off the top of my head. I, don't, I like I like fashion, so I was okay. getting something with clothing. I know that for sure. But okay, fashion and probably like video games. I see I seen the other people that do the video games kind of. So do you play video games? Not as much as I used to, but I still do. Yeah, I play Madden. I'm good at that. Catch the work. Man. Oh, he said, "Catch that word." Okay, there's a lot of competition going. <laughs> he said he ready for whatever. Uh, this year I've been playing with Detroit. So you picking one team? I know you can't beat. Them. Yeah, but I, I'm a, either if I'm really trying, like if I'm trying to win some money or something, I'm getting the Rams. But just to have fun, I get Detroit, the Lions. You ain't beat nobody with the Lions, bro. You say it's funny. You say you say that now and then. Losing and be like, wow, you beat, he beat <laughs> he me with the Lions. Lose, he with the Lions, no, I can't, I can't play, bro. He's too confident. With the he beat me with the Lions. That's what they be saying, especially when you get on a little live service and play against somebody. Y'all know. No static, bro. Anybody that voluntarily <laughs> plays with the Lions, I'm straight. <laughs> so you said fashion and you said video games. Now, who would you say is the best? Who has the best dress right now in the NBA? To me, I would say Bobo because like. He's seven foot. It's hard. Oh, it's hard to find. You seven foot. I you, gotta look up some photos. I was just about to say, I gotta look up Bobo. Oh, I'm gonna say like that's why I be looking at for my inspiration with clothes because he like seven feet and he be. So you looking at guys that's more your size than? Yeah, he's not even as big as I am, but yeah. like yeah. So I'll say him for sure. He be seven foot. He definitely put it on. Okay. Yeah. I'm looking up some of these photos okay. right now. What you what you think about guys like like Kuzma and. and Russell Westbrook, would hey, you wear some of that? They had eight days, but some of that stuff Res be wearing. I don't, I don't be he feeling ain't going. it. You ain't, yeah. ain't rocking your shirt. The shirt open. Just nah. Shirt open. <laughs> nah, I can't. Cargo pants. I can't come through like that. Okay, nah. what you think about them big red boots? Would you wear them big red boots? Yes. No. Oh care. my gosh, they look yeah. like um. I wouldn't wear them. I probably wear them. How um, you seen Shaq Gilders Alexander? How he had his? 
Like, no. He, you gotta remember his that. jeans. You you're looking at Bobo now. She ain't never like six two now. It ain't gonna look the same. You know what I'm saying? He had like some big baggy pants on over yeah. the, over the boots. I wouldn't probably wear them like the boots over my pants. No. It'd be just your luck. Get your foot stuck in there, and now you gotta cut them out. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> So I know you say you like to play Madden, and I know that you play both football and basketball. Um, how did you come to that ultimate decision that you was going to just focus on basketball? It was like the end of fifth grade, I think. And I was just like, you can't play both. I couldn't. I knew I couldn't play both because I go from getting hit in the knees and then basketball, I'm barely able to run because I'm tired of my knees hurting. So I was just like, I think I'll be able to make it longer in basketball because – I mean, you can get injured in both, but right. the chances is way lower. I'm talking about they used to literally just head first, helping first at my knees, and I got tired of that. So I was like, I'm going to go over here where I ain't doing all that. How did your mom feel you playing football? Because I know if I had a child, my child ain't playing no football. Like, mm-mm. I, I couldn't be the parent in the stand. What? She liked it. Uh-uh. Oh, she did? Okay. She was still advocating for it. After, like, middle school and all that, like, why you stop playing? You should keep playing. I was like, no. I don't want to play football no more. But she was out. She was out there. Had her little t-shirts on and all. Oh, Timo. Right. Oh, she for sure. Going crazy. Would you let your your well? You have a daughter, but if you had a son, would you let them play football? I'm gonna try to stay out of the way. Okay. I'm gonna let my kid figure it out. Okay. Early, I don't want to. I'm gonna let them try. You gotta try everything. Mm-hmm. Everything. Soccer, tennis, baseball, cheerleading, everything. Try everything. And you'll be able to figure out what you like more. Mm-hmm. And you're saying, well, you're going to do basketball. And then by the time they get high school, you know, ready to graduate, they don't yeah. even want to do it no more. Yeah. Because they've been training and working out like crazy. They yeah. can't even, you know, they don't even want to do it anymore. So. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't have my child playing football. But, um, mm-mm. So, talk to us about, I was watching one of your interviews, and I couldn't remember what the... The reporter asked, but you mentioned about your confidence. And we all know being an, being an athlete, it takes a lot of confidence, right? Yes, um, how did you build your, your self-confidence as you were playing playing sports? Working out more. I feel like it came with working out and just embracing who I was. Like some people get out there and try to be somebody they're not. I'm not going to come out there and shoot 33s and do all of that. Mm-hmm. So I kind of have to just find what my role was and what I was good at and I feel like as I got older, I got more confident in what I was doing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so when opposing teams prepare to play Cal High School, what are they saying about Peyton? What, are, what, are, what is the scout report on Peyton? Right now, it'd probably be double team and run zone. I get tired of that, but double team and try to run, run fast. That was something I noticed. They they thought I wasn't going to be able to keep up with them as much towards the end of the season, just get out and run fast. But I feel like I did a good job with keeping up with all the – Moving and back and forth and all that. Okay, so I know you don't get a chance often, but if a team leaves you open on the tray line. I'm shooting it. <laughs> yeah, that happened at practice the other day. We were scrimmaging the 16U team, and they had, we ran a play, but it was kind of busted. So we it just we was moving around just to get open and run some cuts or whatever. And they kicked the ball to me, and, and Coach Kev was like, we'll live. So I just shot the ball. It went in. He was, I said, we'll live. I said, y'all dead. Because like, he said, we'll live. I said, y'all dead. I made the shot or whatever, but. I was shoot it, it, did sure. you confidently shoot it? I shot it, yeah. I was like, you're going to leave me open. I got some. I shot it with I was practicing it. I was working on it before, on the side before we got the scrimmaging and all that. Oh, and then okay. I just so happened that my turn is show I was working on a game. You should have Steph Curry right turned around. 
<laughs> no, I couldn't do that. <laughs> Coach, probably, Coach probably would have pulled you out. Dez, I'm about to say Dez was on still you there. You just had to go in and make it. It can't say nothing if it go in every time. It can't say nothing ever. I'm glad it went in, though, because if, if I would have missed Dez, would have stopped practicing. Oh, yeah, he'd have been there for sure. Coach Dez is the truth. Speaking of Coach Dez, yeah. um, you've been with Game Elite for the past two years. Yes, ma'am. What separates their culture of their AU program from any other teams that you played on or that you witnessed play? How would you describe the culture over at Game Elite? I say it's like really a family. Like most mm -hmm. teams, like other teams that I played on, like you got 16, 17s and all of that. But one, you might go out of town and one team doing this and the other one doing that. I feel like everybody, like when we was in Vegas, I'm not Vegas, but California, when we went out, like the whole program went out. We was on the strip together. We wasn't just... Oh, one team over here, the other one over there. And, like, even at the practices, he don't – like, we would run our plays with our coaches and stuff, but, like, he, like this Sunday he had, like, a big board. And he will draw the plays out on the board and be like, all right, now y'all go break up with y'all teams and run it. So I saw, like, the family, how he really hold everybody accountable. It ain't just no one-man show or nothing over there. He, he running the whole thing. He showing favoritism to one team and doing less for the other. So that's why I say the family and all that. So I think a lot of AAU programs, Coach um, Spoon, I know you're uh, a coach over at Walnut. Walnut Grove. Walnut Grove. And, you know, for the past couple of seasons or a couple of years, that's one of the elements that I see missing from even high school teams. How do you guys usually or how do you guys uphold that family aspect, especially when you have – parents you know saying things to their kids oh you should be getting more playing time and x y and z as a coach how do you guys uphold that family family aspect you know it's it's different when you come from a certain pedigree mm -hmm. when, when he speaks about coach Dez and the family aspect coach Dez was around when i was coming up mm -hmm. so you know the game elite used to be the world ride renegades and you know that was the same thing I was coming up, you know, I played with the Georgia Stars. So during AAU season, there was three main programs in the state of Georgia. Mm -hmm. Four if you count if you count the Georgia Blazers, but you know, they're from South Georgia. Mm -hmm. But there was the Georgia Stars, there was the Atlanta Celtics, and then there was Game Elite, which was the Worldwide Renegades. So it's the, it was the same thing. Now when I when when I coach, I the same things. I tell my kids the same things that I was taught growing up because mm -hmm. it works. Mm -hmm. Like I know it works because I lived it. I was a part right. of it. So when, you know, when your parents tell you to do something, you do it. Not right. because you don't think it's going to work, but because they tell you to do it. Right. Now, years later, what my parents are telling me, I'm telling them my daughter mm -hmm. because it works. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that when it comes to bringing up the grassroots basketball, it starts at the bottom with the guys that are housing the bottom of, you know, the pyramid. You guys have to raise those kids up right so that they're not damaged products later on down the line. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you don't want to teach a kid – a step back three if you can't shoot a layup. Right. It just it doesn't make sense. So now on down the line, they worry about shooting step back threes and they can't make a layup. Mm -hmm. Or it's different when you have a kid at his size. Now, your, your, your whole time you've been dribbling around cones, the cones don't move. And you get in the game and try to shoot a layup on Peyton, and it's like, damn, it worked on the cone a thousand times. I've been dribbling <laughs> around this cone a thousand times. And it works, but, you know. It's just you gotta you gotta really you gotta really know the game of basketball to right. teach the game of basketball. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't make sense. You don't mm -hmm. get hired at a job that you don't know how to do. Right. And you know it, it sucks that you know growing up grassroots basketball, there's not there's not a lot of financial gain mm -hmm. you know, for a lot of the people that end up being the volunteer workers that coach those kids growing up. So you know they get 
tossed in the line and you know if it works it works if not then you know whatever I'm gonna take this little hundred dollars from you guys and send y'all on about your way <laughs> and that happens a lot for sure a lot well you mentioned family talk about your support system got a great one um with the media family I say my mom dad stepdad uncle my uncle real big on support um friends family girlfriend all of them they real everybody real supportive in what I'm doing and they just tell me, they proud of me and stuff like that and tell me to keep going and all that. So I say my coaches, Coach P, Coach Knock, Coach Dez, mm -hmm. Coach Chris, Coach Sellers, all of them. Coach Lance even, even though I don't play for him no more, but I definitely say them people, Connor, who really been around since the beginning, I could say that really helped me out and supported me throughout the whole journey. Okay. It still is to this day. Right, right. Well, look, we know you have a – a day filled with relaxing because your mom told us you just got from the you just came back from the gym, right? Yeah. So I know you want to go home, relax, um, get ready for the week. We appreciate you stopping in to Counting Me Out podcast. Thank you for having Before me. we let you go, we want you to give us or give the audience how can they find you on social media? Uh, Instagram, you can find me Peyton twenty one F R P E Y T O N twenty one two one F R. I don't really give up my Snapchat like that. It's no my snap, no <laughs> TikTok, because he's not on TikTok. He's not active. He's been down this, not active on TikTok. Ain't no TikTok. I can't think of my Twitter off the top of my head, I think. I think it's, it's NLMB, pay it, NLMB, P-E-Y-T-O-N, and TikTok. You can find me at 150-P-E-Y-T-O-N. That's my socials. I can tell you, you, you've done this a lot because not a lot of high school athletes will spell out their social media. So whoever's working with you on media training and articulating your words, kudos to y'all. <laughs> Thank y'all so much for tuning in to another episode of Counting Me Out. I'm your girl, JQ. And you know it's Spoon. And we're out. <laughs>